Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Andrew McCart, IFL TV, proudly sponsored by Everlast. You already know I'm always delighted to be joined by Mr. Adam Smith. Adam, before we talk about the fight on Saturday night, you're at Anfield Stadium, you're a pit side, you're a massive Liverpool fan. How much does that mean to you? It means everything, you know. I have to pinch myself every time I come here and, and do something regards work. I mean, I don't know whether you and I consider what we do as work. It's what we do. is It's just it's so enjoyable and we're so passionate about it. And uh, I'm a passionate Liverpool fan, have been since I was a little boy and I stood on the cop for many years and I used to come and wait for the players to come out and get their autographs. So for me, it's very, very special coming back to this place and it's it, it's a it's a, a wonderful city and I love Liverpool, I love Anfield, I love everything about this place because the people are real, the people are, are going through a difficult time at the moment and um, it's up to us to try and help out and, um, you know, put the, put the role models like Natasha Jonas and Herbert Fraser-Clark said, Liam Smith, fighters like that who've dedicated their life to, to the business and uh, you know hopefully um, the, the city can sort of you know rebuild because uh, it's such a great place it's um, it's full of charisma and passion and, and as I said real life and I love it in Liverpool and I love coming here my family are all, all reds and my kids are mad Liverpool fans and, and people ask you know you live in London you know you you, you don't have a, a Scouse accent you know what, what's the link to Liverpool well you know, I, I my mum went out with a, a scouser for many years, and and he got me into it. And uh, I I just love the club, and I've loved it ever since I was a kid. And it's four hours to come up here to see a game, but you know what? That's just been part of what I've done, and and I I love it, and I've handed that down to my kids. And yeah, I just I adore coming back here, and whether it's for football or whether it's for. Um, you know, press conferences like this or other things, then um, you know, I just it will always be there'll always be a, a, a sort of you know a, a, a slight nervous tension, a, you know, a, an anticipation of coming to this great venue because it's um, there's nowhere like this in the world. Well, that being said, well, I will I will talk about bringing a big fight night here, but the big fight night happening on Saturday night at the MS Bank Arena. I keep calling it the Echo Arena, MS Bank Arena. Liam Smith against Hassan. In, can you I believe I've said his name wrong there, but I do apologise. But again, tough opponent. We've seen him here on the shows again uh, against Sam Eggington. Last fight out, he stopped in Dongo as well. We stopped Eggington in the second round. So a little yardstick there for people who don't know who Hassan is. 
Tough fight for Liam, Pritch Baraskin. Yeah, it is. Um, everything's tough now for Liam Smith. I mean, you mentioned so the fight is at the MS Arena. I would love to bring a fight to Anfield. I know Eddie Hearn has tried before and may well do with Callum. I'd, I'd love to see Liam fight here. I think Anfield is ready for a, a big, big fight. Um, and of course, the, the city is, is buzzing with boxing. Um, as far as Liam goes, a huge signing for boxer. Um, I think Liam's got plenty left after that performance against Jesse Vargas. You know, recently here in Liverpool against Anthony Fowler as well. He was unlucky abroad too. I think that he has just got a burning ambition and a desire to have the biggest fights now. And I think I see him a little bit like when Carl Froch came to Sky. Carl was with us in the early days and then he came back at, at the late end. We missed a, a chunk of his career. We missed a lot of Liam's career. But I see a great sort of Indian summer, a, a couple of years where Liam can, can fight, you know, the, the, in, in the big battles that he wants to. Chris Eubank Jr. obviously is the, the, the aim, I think, if, if Chris gets through Connor and and Liam gets through a, a potential banana skin on Saturday with somebody who's unbeaten in his last 10, who punches hard. Yeah, Liam should get through and, and Chris should get through as well. And that'll be a fantastic fight to have before Christmas. But I think, you know, Ben Shalom has, has made a promise to Liam and, and I have as well because, you know, we've known, we've known the family a long time and that is to, to make sure Liam Smith gets big fights in this deal. And, uh, and I'll be doing everything I can to, to try and make that happen because we want him on Sky Sports. He's a huge name and uh, he's a great fighter and a great guy. And, you know, we've, uh, we've had a long history with the Smith brothers and uh, you know, we had Callum on recently, obviously, in, in, in Saudi, who was, who was terrific again. He's closing in on that, that sort of world light heavyweight title shot, which, uh, which he'll deserve. And, uh, you know, the, the slightly bigger brother, Liam, uh, who's always done him, things his way, um, I think still has some really big nights ahead of him. So I'm really excited about his, uh, his next couple of years. Charles got all four of the belts, and you mentioned there that Eubank Jr. fight here. Is that the only fight you can bring here for Liam? Or can it be a vacant world title fight? Or does it have to be that big Chris Eubank or British clash to get a fight here at Anfield? Well, I don't know. I mean, uh, again, uh, you know, would an all British clash against Chris Eubank, is that an arena? Is that a stadium show? Depends on the, the, the card, depends on everything. I just think, you know, I was at Goodison, obviously, for Tony Belly's Dream Night. Mm. And that was many years ago. I think there's something about, obviously, the revival at Liverpool under Jurgen Klopp. And I think that there's so many Liverpool fans as well who are fighters. I, I just think that Anfield will turn up for a boxing night. I think if you... Yeah, if we manage to sink it with a, a, a Premier League, you know, a Premier win, you know, a, a title win, and that's very difficult this season. It'll be hard again with City and everyone else, but that'll be amazing. But I don't think we could do it during the season. I think it would have to be sort of the back end, and maybe it's a spring fight. And I'm sure that Eddie will be looking to bring Callum here, maybe in a big fight with Baterbiev or Bivol or something like that. But I think, yeah, if there's a, a big enough fight, maybe it's an all British clash. You know, maybe it is a, a Eubank Smith, and then you'd really have to have some fantastic fantastic you know fights on the card too but yeah look I mean I, I I dream and I want to do this at Anfield I've always wanted to and now Eddie's with DAZN maybe they'll get there first but I'll tell you what where if there's a fight night at Anfield I'll, I'll I want to be here whatever whoever's doing it whatever money I want to be at the the Conor Ben uh, Chris Eubank fight so maybe I'll be asking Eddie or Calla to get me and hopefully a ticket for that night but um yeah it's it's a special place it's a special city uh, but um you know any any thoughts of Liam fighting here will go out the window if he loses on Saturday. You do know you'll have uh, Paul Smith and Stephen Swifty uh, coming out of retirement if you do bring a fight here. Been well, I've already, I, yeah, Paul, Paul and I were reminiscing about a, he had a press conference here for the Tony Quigley fight back in 2009. It's a long time coming. And obviously the dream was to get all, when I was working with Eddie, the dream was to get all Smith brothers on the card. Um, but yeah, and uh, Paul's, Paul's son now boxes as well, and uh, so I tell you what, you know, if it's a, if it's in a year or two's time, who knows? And 
Stephen doesn't look in bad shape. I think Paul's got a bit of timber to go. <laughs> there's, uh, look, I think it'll be very difficult now. But uh, look, there's, there's uh, David Price, of course, has retired. But there's um, there's still a lot of fighters in this city. Um, a lot of young talent, doesn't it? Yeah, well, a lot yeah. of young talent. It just obviously you have to get a headline act and you have mm. to get the right fights to make it to make it viable. But um, I think Liverpool will turn up. I think Anfield will turn up to. Uh, to a fight night, I think um, you know Billy Hogan has always talked about getting it done here, and Phil Dutton and some of the staff are, are, are very pro it. And I think that uh, um, hopefully one day Anfield will be lit up with boxing and uh, not just for a press conference. Well, that's the thing. I, I'll, a stadium fights is it's a spectac- spe- spectacle in itself, and to have one here in Liverpool with the, the, the fan base that they have in terms of football, boxing, they always come out to support their own. Tasha Jonas, another Liverpool of fighter who's, who's fighting on the, the chief support there, looking to become unified world champion. You said yourself that she wanted to become world champion. Now she got that. Now she's got that greed. Maybe I set herself another goal to become under, uh, unified. I was so, messing with Tasha. She's got yeah. a great sense of humour. She's, I mean, it, she she is being really yeah. greedy here. I mean, <laughs> she said to me um, many many months ago. Um, you know, I've I've obviously known Tasha a long time. I was there when she fought Katie Taylor back in the Olympics and. A wonderful, you know, amateur and Miss GB, and she's done so much for this sport. And I think Katie always, Ben always says, "Oh, Tasha's been unlucky," and Katie sort of took the limelight a little bit. And she had that loss against Vivian Obanoff, mm-hmm. which took her back. But uh, you know, that wonderful fight in, in Eddie's Garden against um, uh, Terry Harper, where I felt she won that. And obviously, she pushed Katie to the wire in an absolute classic fight in Manchester. She has been unlucky and she said to me that you know she wants to win a world title before she, she fully envelops coming to our side because of course she's part of the, the Sky Talent broadcast team now. We commentate with her most weeks and uh, and she's getting very, very good at that. And I think that you know it's she won that world title in Manchester and it's a bit like when Johnny won a world title. I said to Johnny Nelson years ago, I said, you could become a TV guy because you've you've been ahead of this amazing career where you've been been sort of at the bottom at the top you sort of relate to different people you've got great charisma you'd be fantastic on telly but you know, you, he's like I've got to win a world title and he's like well if you won the world title against Carl Thompson I was like right now come and join and be a TV guy and he went on a reign for seven and a half years <laughs> and it took a little longer and I don't think Tasha maybe has seven and a half years probably that's not in her wish list but she's obviously won that and she's hungry for more and now she's got this unification match and we also had a bit of a battle because I wanted her in London next mm-hmm. week and she wanted to fight in Liverpool and I think what's happened in the city in the last couple of weeks I think it's really poignant and special that she fights here. Um, so I'm pleased about that. But she's got a very tough fight. And, uh, you know, she's, she's just a fantastic role model, isn't she? And the whole family is steeped in, in mm. boxing and football. And uh, I think she's terrific. So uh, we wish her well. But um, obviously, if she's uh, beaten by a, a fantastic fighter in, in, in Patricia, she's unbeaten. And she's had wins over Hannah Rankin and others. And she's coming to, uh, to upset the show here in Liverpool. And she'll want to take both titles back to Sweden. So uh, it's a tough fight for Tash. Definitely. As I spoke to Tash just before I spoke to you here, Adam, and uh, I said to her, set herself new goals, world champion, and then I spoke about unified and undisputed and said, yeah, I want them all. I want to be number one. There should only be one fighter, so I want all the, the belts. And so she seems like she's setting herself a higher goal. So the Hannah Rankin, Terry Harper winner next, if she comes through this one on Saturday. Have you spoke to Hannah about uh, Tasha about that? And becoming undisputed? I spoke to Hannah as well. I mean, look, they all want the biggest and best mm. fights. And they're, they're, they're great. You know, Terry as well. They're great women and they're fantastic ambassadors. And look what's happening next week in London. Mm. You know, we've got the first all-ever female card in the UK topped by one of the great fights in recent years. 
with Savannah and Clarissa and, and Michaela coming over as well from America against Alicia. That, that just a wonderful night with Caroline and Lauren and Caris mm. and April and Ebony and everyone on. I, I just think it's fantastic. And, and that's what the, the, the Jane Couches, the Katie Taylors, the Terry Harpers, the Tasha Jonas's, the Chantel Camerons have all done. You know, and I hope that they're all there next week because it's, it's a special time. And, and I think that it's just, it's just pushing them forwards. And um, I, I think they should all fight each other. There's no reason why, you know, Hannah, the winner of Hannah and Terry can't fight the winner of, of, of Saturday night. And it's terrific. They're all earning money. They're in great fights. And some of these fights are the best fights we've seen in the last five years. I mean, I, I mentioned Tasha and Terry or Tasha and mm-hmm. Katie. I mean, you know, tell me better fights. And those, they were fantastic fights. So, um, yeah, it's great and it's fantastic that they are having their time and they are making money and uh, they're, they're, getting, they're getting the limelight that they deserve. And we are so behind what's going to happen next week. It's going to be everywhere, all over you know, Sky Sports and Sky News. It's going to feel like you know, the biggest event of the year and uh, in many ways it is. I'm looking forward to it myself, to be honest. Adam, uh, I just want to do touch on this because you've been in the boxing game a long, 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 long time. I do apologise. But... Everyone loves a British title fight. Everyone loves a British title. Seems like they produce the best little fighters when it comes to action and entertainment. Now we've got Dan Aziz against Jack and Peters. Talk to me about that fight and how great a fight it is for the fans. It's a really important fight and it's a really important night for the pair of them because they're going to kickstart our show. I think there's something very special about the Lonsdale belt and it's been something that we at Sky for many, many years and sometimes where we didn't have those world title fights, it was often about the, the, the British title, like I think straight away to, to Edinburgh for Alex Arthur and Michael Gomez or to, to, to Manchester for the Jamie Moore and Matt Macklin fight or to Coventry was it when Derek Roach fought Scott Dixon. These British title fights which are just etched in our memories and our history. There's something special about that Lonsdale belt. I think in a way, the English title has, has, has brought us some really good action in the last two or three years as well. But I think it's really important for Ben and for Boxer and for us to have these really sort of 50-50 British title fights on. And that's what this is. You know, the current champion against the former champion, different contrasting styles, very, very much respectful. The pair of them are you know, high on the, they're, they're good, they're good adverts for boxing. And, and I think it's a really intriguing fight. It's something that's been talked about a while. We've waited to find the right home for it. I think this is a great home for it on a big night, our first of the autumn. And uh, yeah, I can't wait. I do want to cast your mind back to two weeks ago yeah. in Saudi Arabia. I don't believe Umar of Kogan got your post-fight reaction to, to Joshua's loss to Usyk, but for you, just looking at the, the aftermath and the, the passionate rant or meltdown, however you want to call it from Joshua, what was your assessment of all that? Look, I think now the dust has settled. I think that we've got to remember, firstly, what a great fight it was. Um, you know, at the time, I, I, I headed straight out, actually. Apologies for not doing the interviews, but I was, I was on holiday and I went back. My brother was getting married in America, so I had a, a long trip. But, um, yeah, and a long time to think about it, I suppose, in the last sort of you know week or two. I think... Um, I think a lot of things. I think Alexander Rusik has just cemented his place as you know in his in history. I mean, if he hadn't already as a you know, unified, um, undisputed cruiserweight champion, and so close now, one step away from becoming an undisputed champion, he's he's not only proved himself a heavyweight, but he's retained his titles deservedly. So he was terrific on the night, and he had to come through some some rough moments. You know, there, Anthony Joshua was absolutely fantastic. He was he was much much better than he was at Tottenham. 
Um, really good game plan. Um, I thought he was just so focused. I thought he gave everything to it. And that ninth round, you wonder whether he could uh, he could even stop Usyk. And the fact that Usyk had to you know just dig so deep and come back in that tenth and turn it on its head again, and that shows the mark of a special special fighter and and, and, a, and, a, and a top a top man and, and a champion who, who came from behind. But it was a competitive fight all the way through. Really enjoyed it and. Uh, yeah, look, for me, Usyk won, and Usyk um, deserves the applause, but also Anthony deserves a huge amount of respect for, 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 for boxing so well, and he's absolutely shown how far he can go still, and I'd like to see him back in a ring fairly soon. I think there's huge fights out there for him. Um, I thought it was a real win. Uh, the, the aftermath, obviously, was, was disappointing on the night. It was difficult to watch. Um, there's been a, a lot of talk about it, whether it was a rant, a breakdown, emotional, whatever. I mean, how do I take it? I think that, you know, he's, Anthony's a competitor, he's a gladiator, um, and he's had a huge amount of pressure on his shoulders for a long time. I think what we've got to remember, he's done so much good for, for British sport, not just boxing. He's been an utter role model. He's been fantastic for boxing uh, for so many years, um, a poster boy. Um, you know, he's brought these big, we talked about stadium mm. fights earlier in the interview. He's brought, you know, how many stadium fights? You just lose count. And uh, he's been so good for boxing. You know, he, he became a, a world heavyweight champion. He had that amazing night with Vladimir Klitschko. Um, he lost to Andy Ruiz. He wrote that wrong. He became a two-time heavyweight champion. So he's not a three-time heavyweight champion, and he came up against Alexander Usyk, one of the one of the the great fighters of, of the last twenty years, who, along with Tyson Fury, um, you know, were born to box. And I think, yeah, amidst the sort of the, the, the confusion afterwards, and uh, yeah, Fraser was right in in in, in the studio. The, the champion should have had his moment to speak first, and all of that. I, I get that. He had he had huge respect for Alexander straight away after the bell. Maybe he heard the judges' score that he, you know, he he that one of the judges had it. Um, to, to Anthony, I don't personally agree with that, but it's subjective and everyone has their opinion. Um, maybe he heard that and thought, I deserve to win the fight and then, you know, reacted in that way. Maybe he was still in the moment and, and maybe he was just emotional. What he actually came out with was, you know, there was praise for Usyk in there. And also he was basically saying, look, I've only done this since I was 18 and, and, and the others have, have, been, have been boxers all their life. So it, it wasn't the right thing to do at the time. And I think he's obviously said that and I don't know how much he remembers of it. And, and, and obviously, you know, going forward, he'll, he'll, he'll want to sort of, you know, address that and, and maybe... But I mean, I think sort of give him a break. AJ has been so good for our sport. And, uh, you know, for me, it was he was caught up in something which uh, maybe he couldn't control at the time. And uh, he grabbed the mic and it was a it was a mistake. But ultimately, you know, some of the things in there you sort of could understand. And, um, you know, what for me, he was he was great in the fight and he's been an amazing role model and as part of our our fabric our furniture at sky we wish him nothing but success going forward he's been absolutely brilliant i thought it was a brilliant display no disgrace to get beaten by an absolute superstar of the sport i mean which alexander usik is and let's not take anything away from usik's night as well because with everything that had gone on in ukraine and what he'd had to go through as well phenomenal to to put on that sort of performance so i think boxing was the winner i think it was great and uh it's a shame what happened afterwards, but let's let's concentrate on what happened in the ring. AJ now goes on, and um, you know he should be uh, applauded for what he did. And I think he'll, he's got a lot of great fights left in him. And Usyk goes into the Fury fight. So for me, boxing was the winner, and um, my heart went out to both of them because it was a terrific performance and a you know a great night for the sport. And um, I felt for AJ in those moments 
afterwards. I felt for Alexander too. It was just a shame, but they're fighters. And I thought Matt Chris's column in Boxing News was absolutely spot on. You know, they're fighters. They're a different different breed to us. Mm. They, 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 they should be excused moments. And, and, you know, I mean, how many moments did Mike Tyson have? How many moments, you know, I saw, I saw Hergovic's performance on the night and I was thinking he's, it's a really odd performance. And I was thinking back to Oliver McCall and Andrew Galotta and, you know, fighters are different. And sometimes they, they, they act in different ways in the ring. And, you know, you, we love it when they're, they're all sort of, you know, nice and role models or we love it when they're the bad guy. But actually, if they, they lose the plot every now and again or they do something different, you know, Tyson, I remember after he fought Lou Savarese, he said he wanted to eat Lennox Lewis's kids. He was trying to knock out the referee. I mean, is that the Mike Tyson of 20 minutes later or two hours later? Mm. Maybe not. And I think that sometimes we've, we've got to cut fighters slack. So I agree totally. I thought Fraser was fabulous in the studio saying that, look, if he was there, he would have got the microphone away from him. I think, you know, he felt for him. And he, he, and he also said that it was Alexander's moment. And I get that. And I was sitting there with Matt. and We didn't really know what to say about the AJ speech because you sort of wanted it over. But ultimately, I think we could all understand in a way what, what pressure these guys go through and uh, he is a role model to kids and of course he probably regrets the words he said but ultimately I think that you know that regret will be the fact that he he was just in a state in an emotional state and uh, and AJ's been so good for for so many years that we shouldn't forget that and he's got he's got all of us with him as he goes forward. Definitely I do want to touch on one more thing before I let you go on because I know uh, a lot of meters behind me but Obviously, you talk about like pressure and becoming friends with fighters and whatnot. But for yourself and Matt in the commentary booth as well, when you're watching a fight and you know a fighter more than the other one, and you see on Twitter with the sky being biased and the scorecards, unofficial scorecards, favour one fighter because he's might have been the sky long. What do you say to all that? Look, I, th- I think everything. The thing about social media mm-hmm. and the thing about boxing is that it's there's so much debate. Everybody, everybody thinks that their their card is right, or everybody thinks that they're right, and and to be honest, the only thing that matters is what actually happens in the fight with the two fighters and the three judges at the end of it. You know, we've always said we're totally unofficial. Uh, we're there to, to call what we see. We're totally unbiased. And that word bias keeps sort of coming back and it's like, oh, they're so biased to one and not the other. You know, I, I, I don't know how many more times I have to say when I pick up a mic and when Matt picks up the mic, and if he was sitting here right now, I'd tell you exactly the same. We don't care who wins. It is of no importance when we're in that mm. zone. Okay, if you look at it and say, oh, AJ was with us for so long and we wanted AJ to win, but he loses to Andy Ruiz. So are we saying, oh, Anthony Joshua, oh, he shouldn't have lost that. It was only the short notice. It was all about, you know, Andy got lucky. Did we say that? You look back at that. I don't think Mm. so. I think what we said was that Andy Ruiz was the first Mexican heavyweight champion. What a night for Andy Ruiz. AJ's got to rebuild. Okay, when the mic's down, the dust settles and it's a business. You you think about what it means for the business and how AJ can come back. When we pick up the mics, whoever it is, we're close to AJ. We're close to Usyk. I'm close to Natasha Jonas. She works for us, for crying out loud. She works for us. She gets beaten on Saturday night. She gets beaten. When we pick up the mic, there is no bias at all. If she gets beaten by Patricia and Patricia... Masterclass is is her. Savannah, Savannah Marshall was my scholar at Sky. If she gets licked by Clarissa Shields next week, she gets beaten. If she wins, she wins. There there is no bias from us. You say that we get close. I think we get close to a lot of fighters. Mm. Alexander Rusik has been with us for the last three or four years. We're very close to his team. AJ's been with us since he turned pro. We're very, very close to his team. So if we look at that and we're thinking, 
you know, AJ, he's not on Sky anymore. He's on the zone. What, we want him to lose? That's absolutely ludicrous, right? Alexander Usyk and Anthony Joshua fought in Saudi, and our job was to call the fight as we saw it. My job is to describe it. Matt's is to unofficially score it or, or say what he thinks and why it's happening. And he's the expert because he's been in the ring. That's what we do. Some people say we're biased to Usyk. Oh, we want Usyk to win because AJ's left his own. It's utter rubbish. Some people say we're biased towards AJ. Why are we giving AJ the credit? Well, we can't be biased towards both of them. You know, ultimately, there is no bias. You know, it, you can hear it from well, after Josh Taylor or Jack Catchwell, and people say, oh, you know, Josh Taylor, everyone thought Josh Taylor would win. Actually, there's a few people who think, actually, you guys, you, oh, sorry, everyone thought Jack Catchwell won it. And then there's a few people who say, actually, you didn't give Josh any credit. Well, we called it as we saw it. That's all. We're not right. We're not wrong. The three judges might disagree with us. They might agree with us. That's for them. And every single fan is entitled to their opinion. That's what makes this sport so great, that they've all got an opinion. They all think that they, they can score it, they know whatever. And, and maybe in, in some cases they're, they're better than Matt and I. I'm not saying they're not. They're, it's, it's a debate, it's a subjective thing. We want everyone to have their say. But ultimately, what I want to clear up, and I, I, can't, I, I keep doing it on every interview that I do, and I'm sure Matt does the same, it's, it's not, there is no bias when we pick up the mic. Okay, there is no bias, whether it's, we think it's, but did AJ fight the fight of his life? He was absolutely brilliant in there. He was competitive, you know, arguably he won a number of rounds. He had a chance at the end of the ninth round to win the fight. Usyk turned the tables and Usyk proved why he is who he is. Slightly superior, no, no problem with AJ losing that fight. He gave everything to it. And Alexander Usyk remains the WB. A, Super, the WBO, the IBF, you have to think, don't you? Tyson Fury's Fury's out there with the WBC title, and that's the fight we want to see. If AJ had won, we'd have gone with AJ has won in dramatic fashion. There is no no being close to a fight. It doesn't come into it when when we have that period. When we pick up that mic and that bell goes, it's up to them what they do, and we call it as we see it, and we always will. No question about that. And people can say what they say about that. But if people that Matt said to me, oh, people are saying online, oh, we are biased towards Usyk. Here we go again. Fine, if people think that, fine. Then he's going, oh, everyone's saying we're biased towards Anthony Joshua. Well, we can't be biased to both, can we? People are seeing it as they sort of want to see it. And I, I don't have any problem with that. Everyone's got an opinion. And I'm not saying ours is right at all. We just are there to call what we see for Sky. We call it, we see it. And there is never any bias when we pick up that mic. I promise you. I promise you, on my kids' lives, there is no bias. Okay? Look at me on Saturday night with Tasha Jones. If she wins comfortably, great. If she loses and gets turned over, you listen to what we say. There is no bias. Afterwards, we can all be friends, we can all hug, whatever. Especially to someone like AJ and Usyk, who we've got so much respect for both of them. Any all week saying, oh, you know, Sky want Usyk to win. Absolutely not. Not as a commentator. We don't want anyone to win. We don't care. What happens in business down the line happens in business beyond the fight. When we're commentating on a fight and calling a fight, we will not be doing our job professionally and properly if we didn't call it absolutely on the level. We call it as we see it, not as anyone wants us to see it. That's, and that will always happen. As when we pick up a mic, that will always happen. I promise you that. 
Adam, I believe you. And that's uh, probably, I know like you said, you've been here 20 plus minutes with me, and only other guys are patient with me. But thank you so much, as always, to, for doing the Spyfall TV, and uh, I'll see you at the way in tomorrow. No problem. Thanks very much, Adam. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.